Hello everyone and welcome to Words from Abba, a place where we look to reveal the Father's heart so that you may be confident in who he is and what he has to say to and about you. I am your host Melissa Turnbull but you can call me Mel for short. If you haven't already, please feel free to like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our handle is at words from ABBA, all one word and all small caps. And make sure to have a look at our website, which is www.wordsfromabba.wixsite.com forward slash home. Thank you for joining us today and I hope you're blessed by today's episode. So as promised, I have uploaded the second episode or the second part of the faith episode. And in this episode, we're going to be looking more at what faith looks like and what faith makes you do and how faith personifies itself. I pray that you will be blessed and may the Lord continue to speak to you. So we're just going to jump right back into it. And I'm just going to go to Hebrews quickly. Um, Chapter 11. Let's see verse 1. Um, Sorry, I'm just going quickly into my Bible just to kind of see what it was talking about. Because a bit of context, uh, this verse is coming after like, um, I think the writer to the Hebrews kind of says that um, the just shall live by faith or the righteous shall live by faith, yada, yada, yada. And then he explains what faith is. And then, like I said, faith was there from the beginning. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Okay, we're going to read this. It's going to take a while. So please bear with me. It'll be worth it. So let's start from verse one. Maybe I'll use the NKJV because I think it will read a little bit easier than the King James Version for myself and hopefully for you guys as well. So it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. And by the elders, we'll learn who the elders are. It says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are vis- visible. So it's literally by, by faith. That's how the writer of Hebrews understood how the world was made. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were, made no, or were not made of things which, were, which are visible. And then it says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gift, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. Okay, that's deep. Let's go to the New Living Translation. Let's see what that says. It says, it was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. So by faith, Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God. So how did faith, how did Abel bring a more acceptable offering to God by faith? If you remember the the story, right? What Abel did was he brought the first of the first of the best of his fruit. Of his um, sheep, sorry. While Cain just brought some fruit. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm grossly underst- and understating it. Maybe we should go to Genesis quickly and just kind of read what happened there. So the word of God in Genesis chapter 4, um, speaking about Abel, it says that Abel and Cain and Abel, it says, When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, 
the best portions of the firstborn lamb from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. So there was something about the way that Abel brought his gift to God. He didn't bring a portion of his lambs. He bought the best portions of the firstborn lambs. Like he understood that the firstborn things belong to God because that later on became a law that God actually put in place as one of the commandments. But before even the commandments were given by faith, he knew that the firstborn and the, the best, not just the firstborn, actually the best of the firstborn needs to be given to God. And like the word of God is saying here in, in Hebrew, Hebrews, even though he's already dead, that's still speaking to us. And it still stands as witness to us that the first, do we, do we give God the best, the first of the best, if that kind of makes sense. So if we continue Hebrews, back to Hebrews 11, it now says, um, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took took him for before he was taken up he was known as a person who pleased God and then it goes to that that verse that and it is impossible to please God without faith anyone who wants to come to him must believe God exists exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him then it was by faith that Noah built a large boat boat to save his family from the flood he obeyed God who warned him about things that had never happened before by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. That is an interesting verse. Do you know, during the time of Noah, it had never rained before. <laughs> That's weird, right? Like for us, rain is like such a normal thing, but it had never rained before. So when Noah was calling out to people to come and help him build, build a bo boat, people had never seen a boat before because they'd never needed it or build this ark, this large boat. And when he was like, the rain is going to come and they were like what's rain and it's like it's water that comes from the sky and it's going to fill the whole earth and he's like wait what that's never happened before but because noah had heard the voice of a god that he did not see but oh it's interesting because i think enoch and noah were were related and i remember listening somewhere that enoch and noah would have had interactions because back then people lived a long life and it's like imagine enoch maybe told noah about god and noah maybe knew how God operated or knew how to hear God's voice. So in, when he heard God say, build a boat, I'm going, I'll, I'll give you the directions, build it as I tell you, because I'm going to send rain down. Noah just did it. And the word of God say, is saying that because Noah listened to a God that he did, he could not see. It says that by his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that comes by faith. So there's even a righteousness that comes through faith. So nearly having, whoa, Jesus, because like, remember, like we said that, it's by faith that you come to Christ, right? And then you become the righteousness of God through Christ, right? So there's a righteousness that comes by faith. And it's literally faith that Christ died for your sins and you're made righteous through him. Going on, it says it was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. Abraham had no idea where he was going. All God said to him was like, I'm going to show you. You go to the land that I will show you and I will give you. Oh, the, sorry. The word of God says that I hadn't read it on further. It says he went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land, God promised him he lived there by faith for he was like a foreigner living in tents. And so did Isaac. 
Isaac and Jacob who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. So there is like saying that even though Abraham had gotten to the place that God told him that this is where you are, he never built like permanent structures. He built structures that at a moment's notice he could be moved. Like imagine how intimate you'd have to be God to God, like how completely surrendered you'd have to be to him for you to like live in in non-permanence in temporariness knowing that it god if at a drop moments moments notice at the drop of a head you told me to move i'm ready we'll just pack up our tents and we'll go and abraham he had like a lot of he wasn't like an unwealth man he was rich he was so rich like very very rich so that's a, that 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 verse it really gives me it it's just it encourages me to be honest verse 11 it says it was by faith that even sarah was able to have a child though she was barren and too old she believed that god would keep his promise this one is interesting because if you remember the story of sarah when she was told when i think she overheard when god was telling abraham that Sarah's gonna have a child she laughed and then like I think it was God or the 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 angel of God or said kind of asked like why does Sarah laugh like she laughed like can I really (laughs) I'm I'm too old for this this is not gonna happen but here it's actually saying that it was by faith that even she Sarah was able to have a child so a part of her actually did believe in the promise of God so she believed that God would keep his promise and so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead a nation with so many people that like this that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore there is no way to count them Verse 13 says, all these people died still believing what God had promised them. And uh, do you know the thing with these people is that, oh, okay, no, let me continue reading it because I think this verse says it a bit later. It says that they did not receive what was promised. Oh, that's what I was about to say. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. Obviously, people who say such things are looking forward to a country they can call their own. If they had longed for the country they came from, they could have gone back. But they were looking for a better place, a heavenly place, a heavenly homeland. That is why God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city a city for them. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. For without faith you cannot please God. Because those that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So I'm just reminding you of that verse. When I go on to read this verse, it says that Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Like Abraham had so much faith in God that he was ready to kill Isaac. Like he was ready to sacrifice. That boy was gone. He was gone. He was so gone. But for him, he was like, I'm going to sacrifice you. I don't know what God is going to do. Like if he's going to raise you from the dead, he's going to raise you. If he's going, if... And like back then when they sacrificed it, it would be burnt. So he was like, even if it's from the ashes, like he had so much confidence that God would fulfill 
his promise. He had so much pistis, like a strong conviction that God would fulfill the promise that Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Even though I'm going to kill him as a boy, this boy has not had any children. Lord, I know you can do it. I don't care how you do it. I just know you're going to do it. That's the type of faith that the Holy Spirit creates in us. It's it's a gift of faith. It's like crazy faith. It's the faith that makes you smile when you're in the midst of a storm. It's the faith that like people have told you you've got three days to live. You're like you're about to go and yet you're not sitting there just moping. You're not sitting there in your sadness. You're just like there's something in you that's like, no, you know what? With your expertise is your expertise. I respect your opinion, but there's a higher law that's at work in me. For the righteous shall live by faith. I, I am made the righteousness of God through Christ and I live by faith and I believe that I still have a lot more that I need to do on this earth my time is I'm, I have not yet finished my race so thank you Mr. Physician for telling me that I've got three years to live but I'll be back here 10 years from now and you'll be surprised at what my God can do it's a strong conviction it's a strong faith now faith is the substance of things not seen the doctor is telling you that look you are like basically the living dead right now you like your organs are gone we don't even know how you're moving but you you're like no i know my god he has told me but but by, by the stripes of his son i have been healed so i walk in that healing like faith is the evidence of things hoped for is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen it's like crazy belief people will think you're crazy when you have the god kind of faith oh i'm gonna continue reading this it says it was by faith that isaac promised blessings for the future to his sons jacob and Esau. i haven't read this so i won't comment on that but it will be interesting to kind of see what blessings he spoke to jacob and Esau. and i, I think actually the blessing was that jacob that jacob would Esau would serve jacob because when you go back and you read that, Isaac kind of knew that it wasn't Jacob, it wasn't Esau. Because he asked like, huh, like it feels like my son Esau, but it smells like Jacob. Like even the voice sounds like my, my younger son. But he remembered that there was a prophecy when I think it was Rebecca was pregnant. Was it Rebecca? Yeah, Rebecca was pregnant. That she was told that there's two nations in your womb and the younger, the older shall serve the younger. So it, oh jesus this is just exciting sorry let's continue it was by faith that jacob when he was old and dying blessed each of joseph's sons and bowed in worship as he leaned on his staff it was by faith that joseph when he was about to die said confidently that the people of israel would leave egypt he even commanded them to take his bones with them when they left that one is an interesting one because when joseph died the israelites were not yet living were not living in captivity in Egypt they actually lived really well because of Joseph remember Joseph had helped um the Egyptians go through a really really bad um famine and so they lived well but something in Joseph made him tell the Israelites that look there's going to come a time when you will leave this place and when you do make sure you take me imagine like you're living in a mansion right you're living with everything catered for. You've got servants, you've got cleaners, you've got people who look after you. And then your mom comes and, tell, and says to you, or your dad comes and says to you, look, you're going to leave this place. And when you do, make sure you take my, my bones with you. Like, it would seem crazy because you'd be like, why would we ever want to leave, leave this place? But something in Jacob, Joseph, saw what no one else could see. It was by faith that he told them that. He said confidently that you're going to leave. 
and then you'll come back. So there was something that he saw. There was a substance that he saw. There was an evidence of the unseen that he saw that he was like, you, there's going to come a time where you want to get out of this place and you're going to be able to get out of this place. And when you do, make sure that you take my bones with you. Verse 23, it was by faith that Moses' parents hid him for three months when he was, a bo- when he was born. They saw that God had given them an unusual child and they were not afraid to disobey the king's command do you see that like they saw something more in Moses Moses was God had created him to be the savior of the Israelites so that he was the one to fulfill what Joseph had prophesied that one day you're going to get out of here and take my bones with you and Moses parents by faith they saw that there's something special about this boy if you go and read like the book of Genesis you find out that at that time there was a decree that was issued to kill any male born sons because the Israelites were growing too strong so they were like whenever an Israelite son is born make sure that their sons are not born they're killed but then it says the more Pharaoh oppressed them the more them grew and multiplied in numbers and there were these women these were midwives who refused to kill the baby boys like they refused to do such an evil thing um before god so what they would say is that look the hebrew women are too strong every time we go to to go and um stop them from giving birth they've already given birth so what do you want us to do basically but anyway so moses parents they saw that god had given them an unusual child like something about moses even before he was three months old there was something unusual about them do you see how faith works it makes you see the unseen faith literally causes you to see what is not seen and it's like you use faith to pull it oh lord jesus have mercy on me wow i'm getting excited you guys let's go back i want to go back to verse um Verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. Right? It's like God pulled, the using faith, God pulled the unseen into the scene and that's how faith works like i said before that there are certain things that i have now that it took faith for me to have them i don't have faith for those things anymore because i see them they've become flesh and i'm dwelling in them there's no point for me to have faith for a car that i can see is right there the car's there faith is the evidence of things the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen there were days when i used to walk like miles and miles and kilometers and kilometers i would take trains I'll take buses in the rain. I'll be working two different jobs and like just crying like, God, what's going on? But something in me, I was like, God, you know what? One day I'm going to drive a car. And I know it seems like it's such a materialistic thing, but I think it's the best example that I can use. But I was like, God, one day I'm going to drive a car. Even the way I would act, I would be looking at gas prices. Why am I concerned about gas prices? I don't have no car. But something in me was saying one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, one day, until faith became flesh, until like it's like faith is what you 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 use it to like unlock the unseen realm like faith causes you know when you dream you know how ephesians 3 20 now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask think or imagine you need to ask think and imagine that's how faith works like i have dreams and I have goals and I believe that God there's something that God has put in me that is bigger than what I could ever achieve you know like, let me tell you something about me sometimes I, w- even with my husband we'll be talking about the plans that we have and I'm, I will just be like saying like you know what we, we're going to change the world not not even for us and I always say to him like when we not if when we do change the world we need to make sure that it's not for our own glory but it's to the glory of God that's how faith works it's like a confident conviction in truth it's like complete confidence like 
somebody could be like melissa how are you going to do that <laughs> you don't have the money you don't have the finances you're in lockdown how are you going to do that i'm like i don't know but that's not for me to know it's for me to have faith for it if like honestly dream big do not limit yourself like god has put something in you that's how faith works it causes you to see the unseen things like right now you you're probably looking at your bank account and you've got five dollars and 24 cents and yet something in you is telling you that you're going to be owning multiple businesses that are going to be providing scholarship for scholarships for little girls or boys but it doesn't make sense with five dollars and 24 cents in your bank account what i'm saying to you today whatever time you're listening to this is don't give up on that dream don't stop it even if your bank account is not is not agreeing your bank account is going to have to catch up it's going to have to catch up because in the spirit there's something that you're seeing that is not yet physical remember with noah he saw the rains coming before they even came that's why he um he built the ark with joseph he saw freedom from captivity before the israelites even became captive that's why he spoke confidently saying when you leave this place make sure you take me with you come on now whoa i am being blessed by the holy spirit today let's continue oh wow so it was by faith that moses when he grew up refused to be called the son of pharaoh's daughter he chose to share the oppression of god's people instead of enjoying the flitting the fleeting pleasures of sin he thought it was better to suffer for the sake of christ than to own the treasures of egypt for he was looking ahead to great reward whoa imagine that it was by faith that moses was like the best thing for me is not to be called pharaoh's daughter it's not to be called like the king's grandson imagine that like he was literally the king's grandson he was pharaoh's grandson but he's like nah i'd rather be with with the oppressed people i'd rather go hang out with the israelites because he saw there was something better he was he wasn't called to be a king's grandson he was called to be the savior of the israelites he knew in himself by faith he saw that he had a greater calling the word of god says it was by faith that moses left the land of egypt not fearing the king's anger he kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who was invisible it was by faith that moses commanded the people of israel to keep the passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons imagine that like by faith he's like okay y'all what you're gonna do you're gonna you're gonna kill a lamb and you're going to put the blood on the doorpost because there's an angel of death coming and when he sees that blood he will pass over you like he what god told him was that the oh my gosh i'm gonna pause this and i'm going to look for this verse quickly all right so i'm back i found the scripture so it's exodus chapter 11 it says then the lord said to moses i will strike pharaoh and the land of egypt with one blow after that pharaoh will let you leave the country in fact he will be so eager to get rid of you that he will force you all to live tell all the israelite men and women to ask the egyptian neighbors for gold okay i'm going to leave that let's go to verse 4 this is what the lord says at midnight tonight i will pass through the heart of egypt all the firstborn sons will die in every family in egypt get that he didn't say just the egyptian firstborn sons he said all the firstborn sons in e of every family in egypt will die so if your house was in the fa- in well even if you were not egyptian if you had if you were a firstborn son that day you were gonna be gone and he says from the oldest son of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the oldest son of his lowliest servant girl who grinds the flour. Even 
the firstborn of all the low livestock will die. So he's like, even the low, lowly, even the firstborn son of the lowliest servant, of the lowliest slave, of the lowliest Israelite. Let's 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 put it right, because at that time the Israelites were their slave, were their slaves. He's like, who grinds the flour? Even the firstborn of all the livestock will die. Then a loud well will rise all throughout the land of Egypt, a well like no one has heard before or will ever hear again. But among the Israelites, it will be so peaceful that not even a dog will bark. Then you will know the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelites. And then when you go on to um, chapter 12, verse 1, verse 2, sorry. Oh, verse 2, I think. Let's see. Yep, it's verse 2. It says, from now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. And basically, that's where, if you keep reading it, that's where you'll find that God um, basically told them that um, the family, they should choose. Um, it says, take special care of this chosen animal. So basically choose, um, you must select a one-year-old male, either a sheep or a goat with no defects. So that's from verse 5. Take special care of this chosen animal until the evening of the 14th day of the first month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel must slaughter their lamb or goat at twilight. They are to take some of the blood and smear it on the sides and top of the door frames of the houses where they eat the animal. That same night they must roast it. So there was like all these instructions. Sorry, I'm just going to skip a little bit um, to where Moses says. So it says, then Moses called all the elders of Israel together and said, go pick out a lamb or a young goat for each of your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Drain the blood onto the basin. Then take a bundle of hyssop and brush the hyssop across the top sides of the door frames of your house. And no one may go out the door until morning. For the Lord will pass through the land to strike down the Egyptians. But when he sees the blood on the top and sides of the door frame, the Lord will pass over your home. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. Do you see that? Like the instruction was that everybody. But he says in the in, in the he says everyone it's going every firstborn male in every house is going to die but he says in the in the land of the israelites there's going to be peace and how will you know which one is the land of the israelites it's if you do this there was supposed to be a mark you know even when we went when this whenever you hear this portion of scriptures preached it talks about how that was a mark so you needed to be marked and even the same now like we are marked by the blood there's something about the blood. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about about the blood. But anyway, let's continue just reading the verse in Hebrews. So we spoke about how it was by faith that he chose to share the oppression of God's people. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ. So it was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. Like it was by faith that he did that because when, when we just went to read that, God didn't tell him that tell the Israelites to go and do that today. He said that on the first day of every month. So basically like it's like God gives you the instruction today. Right. And he doesn't say on the what's the date I'm recording this right now. It's a Friday. So it doesn't say like on, on the first Friday of every month. Make sure that you do this going on, going forward. On the first Friday of the first month of the year, 
Make sure that you do this going forward. He didn't say do it today. He just said on the first Friday. But Moses, by faith, knew that today is included because today is the first Friday of the month. So, And when you think of faith, when you read Hebrews, it says now faith is. So faith is immediate. It's not tomorrow faith. is It's now. So Moses put to action immediately. Like faith causes you to move immediately. Faith doesn't wait unless God is telling you to wait. Like faith obeys. That's how faith works. It obeys. So there he says... He told the Israelites to put the blood on the doorpost so that they wouldn't, their firstborn sons wouldn't be killed. It says it was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. There was something about different about the Israelites. There was something they had faith where the Egyptians did, didn't. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. It was by faith that Rahab the prostitute was not destroyed with the people in her city who refused refused to obey God for she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Do you see how faith causes you to be marked differently? Like faith marks you for, you're, you're, when you're marked by faith, it's so different. Then the writer to, to the Hebrew says, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the, of the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and all the prophets. By faith, these people, listen to what faith causes. Oh Lord, have mercy. Listen, listen to what faith does by faith this people overthrew kingdoms ruled with justice and received what god promised them they shut the mouths of lions quenched the flames of fire and escaped death by the edge of the sword their weakness was turned to strength they became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight women received their loved ones again back from the dead but others were tortured refusing to turn from god in order to be set free do you hear the boldness that faith gives you it says they placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection some were jeered at and, and their backs were cut open with whips others were chained in prisons so faith is not all roses it's not always rosy sometimes faith causes you to go through ridiculously trying times Faith causes even your own family and friends to turn to turn against you because of the of what you're holding fast to the belief you're holding fast to. Listen to this. It says others were chained in prison. Some died by stoning. Some were sword in half. Others were killed with a sword. Some were, went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute and oppressed and mistreated. They were too good for this world. Like these people, they lived like this. They were like, you know what? I don't care if I suffer in this world. I really don't because there's a world there that's unseen. Like what 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 I spoke about when we were speaking about Abraham it says that he lived on this earth as a nomad because he knew there was a better city for him a city not built by hands of man but a city that is built by God a city where his glory just fully covers like there's literally no need no need for a son because he is the light of that place I'm going to continue reading this it says they were too good for this world wandering over deserts mountains hiding in caves and holes in the grounds all these people earned a good reputation because of their faith yet none of them received all that God had promised for God had something better in mind for us so they would not reach perfection without us now listen what it says it says therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith let us strip off every weight that slows us down especially the sin that so easily trips us up and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith who for the joy sets before him lord have mercy you know what that one 
It needs NKJV. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness to the life of faith, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Christ, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls you have not yet resisted to bloodshed striving against sin and you have forgotten the exhortations which speaks to your sons my son do not despise the chastening of the lord nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him for him who the lord loves he chastens and every and scourges every son who re- whom he receives if you endure chastening god deals with you as sons for what son is there whom a father has not does not chasten do you see that like i get encouraged when you just like hear that whoa i wonder what this says like even in the amplified version let's go see where's the amplified version my gosh it says therefore then since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who have borne testimony to the truth let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance unnecessary weight and that sin which so readily deftly and cleverly clings to and entangle us and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us looking away from all that will distract to Jesus who is the leader and the source of our faith giving the first incentive of our belief and is also its finisher bringing it to maturity and perfection he for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him endured the cross despising and ignoring the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the father just think of him who endured for, for from such from sinners such grievous opposition and bitter hostility against himself reckon up and consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you may not grow weary or exhausted losing heart and relaxing and fainting in your minds you have not yet struggled and fought agonizingly against sin nor have you yet resisted and withstood to the point of pouring out your own blood wow so that is faith faith causes you to do incredibly astounding things the faith that we're speaking about here like, do you see what I mean when I when I said at the beginning that faithfulness also speaks of um, it also speaks of what's what's the word I'm looking for? It also speaks of being faithful, like not cheating or not deviating away from a course. But the thing is, you don't start it. The word of God is very clear. It says Christ is the author and finisher of your faith. Why is he? He says, "Who for the joy before him did not love his life? He did. He despised the cross. He went to it." He was like, you know what, we 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 gonna do this. We gonna do this. Like, oh, come on, come on, you guys. Like, this Christian life, it is so much more than what we're experiencing. Like, we just read about what these people did by faith, and like I said, not all of it was beautiful and lovely, and like Lavian Rose, and like you know, like. Oh, they got cars, they got money, they got marriages, they got this and that. Like, when we read this, like, it's speaking about how people dwelt in tents. It speaks about how, like, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute and afflicted and tormented. They were stoned, they were sown in two, and yet they refused 
to turn away. I I think of like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, where they said like, you know, our God is well able to rescue us from this. But let it be known, O King, even if he doesn't, we refuse. My God, okay. Sorry, you guys. I'm just going to sh- look for that. Let's, Dr. Google will help us. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I wonder where it is. Is it Daniel? It should be somewhere in Daniel because they were like Daniel's friends, weren't they? I just want I, I just want to show you, like, faith makes you bold. It makes you crazy. Like, it gives you a cra- crazy type of boldness. So let's see where is this first. Okay, here we go. He gave Daniel, but Daniel purposed in his heart he would not defile himself. So I'm just looking to see where these things are. So I've got Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. All right, so I found it. It's found in Daniel chapter three, um, from verse sixteen. But I'll read from verse um eighteen here. No, let's read from verse seven. 16 yeah Shadrach Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king oh Nebuchadnezzar we have no need to answer you in this matter actually it might be good if we went back let's read from verse let's read from verse 13 no let's read from 14 it says Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying to them is it true Shadrach Meshach and Abednego that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of mu- music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who shall deliver you from my hands? <laughs> this guy, <laughs> he didn't know who he was dealing with, honestly. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Imagine like how confident they were that God would deliver. He's like, he will. He's like, he's able to and he will too. Like literally attitude. And then he's like, "But but if not... But if on the chance that he's not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. So literally, they were like, look, we hear what you're saying. You want us to worship this golden image. We are not going to do it. And we know that you're going to heat up this fiery furnace and throw us in us. We don't care because our, the God that we serve, he is able to and he will save us. But we, just in case you're confused, we just want to make it very clear to you that even if he doesn't rescue us, we will still not bow. Even if we're in there burning, we will still not bow down. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, faith gives you so much boldness. Like, it's... it's going back it's a conviction a strong conviction that god exists a strong conviction like for those of him like it is impossible to please god because those that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him how that is birthed in you it's only through the holy spirit and so honestly like this is something that we as christians we i think excuse me especially looking at where the world is going sorry i just had dinner wow especially looking at where the world is going 
we're going to need this boldness to be able to hold fast to the to, to what the, to the word of God without fear because some of us might be thrown in jail some of us might be ostracized from our own families and friends and we need the God kind of faith not just a faith that's oh I just need fire insurance but a faith that is bold like what they did like people were stoned people had whips which like lacerated their backs but still they refused like I think of Paul and Silas in jail still they refused to profess anything other than Christ and him crucified they were they were stoned like Stephen was stoned and still he refused to the very end that's the type of faith that God gives us and so I'm just going to pray for us now and I'm praying for myself as well Father God, we just come before you once again today, Father God, in this first episode or first official episode of 2020. We are so grateful to you, God, that you saw it fit that we would still be on this earth today. It is only through you and your mercy and your grace that we're here. And now in this moment, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would give us faith. We cannot have faith in and of ourselves. Your word tells us, God, in Hebrews, that you are the author and perfecter of our faith. You're the one who initiates it and you're the one who grows it and matures it into something that pleases you. Your word says, God, that without faith we cannot please you. And so we're asking for faith. Holy Spirit, work in us. You are the one who works the fruit of the Spirit in us. And so in this moment, we're praying for faith. And Father, I just pray for anybody who's struggling in the area of faith, where they don't have boldness to speak up when they feel that they should, God. I thank you that you're so merciful towards us, God. You don't treat us how we deserve to be treated. But I just pray for that person that you would give them the words to say at the right time, Lord. God, I just pray for the person who is struggling even in their families, Father God, to stay the course to run the race may you give them strength god may you help them to hold fast to the faith that to to the faith father god that only comes to you i pray god that you would send whatever needs to be sent god to encourage them and while i'm praying i'm the holy spirit is just reminding me how faith comes he's saying now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and i just feel that if anybody's really struggling with faith how many times do you read the Bible? I'm not talking about just listening to like worship music or listening to like um, preachers. But how many times do you actually take the time to read the Bible? And if you're not able to read the Bible, how many times, how often do you listen even to the audio Bible? So God, for those who are really struggling with faith, God, may you develop in us a hunger for your word. So that like David, we could say, as the deer pens for the water, so our soul longs after you. So that day by day, we could read the word we want to give you all the glory and all the praise lord in jesus name amen and the holy spirit i believe he's just telling me now that one of the things that we'll do this um with words from abba we're going to do like a my sister called it this i was kind of sharing with her before and the holy spirit just reminded me we'll do like a how to christian mini series and that's where we'll give each other like tips and tricks on how to read the bible how to develop uh, a lifestyle of prayer how to worship and like again it's it's almost like you remember when we did the secret place it's especially for those who are still new christians like how to develop those disciplines because you need to be disciplined in this christian walk it's not 
just hega hega and sometimes you pray but you won't actually exercise the muscles that you need to so you want you think that your prayer is not effective but it is the word of god says that the prayer the right the fervent prayer of a righteous man it availeth much and as we learned before in luke it says that how much more will god give you the holy spirit if you just ask if you being evil know how to give good gifts how much more will he will the father give you the holy spirit if you only ask so if you're asking him to to so that you have more faith but you're not reading your bible then what are you basing your faith on what is the substance that you actually have because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so i really encourage you when it comes to faith you need to to hear and hear by the word of god and i just i just pray a blessing over you that the lord would just keep you and he would keep you in the faith he would keep you close to him may you hear him in a new way and may your faith be strengthened we'll see you again in the next episode as we discuss i think it should be meekness be blessed everybody you may be listening right now and in your heart of hearts you know your relationship with god is not where it should be you've fallen away somehow simply because of life or it may be the case that you've never had a relationship with the father and as you listen to our podcasts you're feeling a tugging in your heart and you would like to have a deep and intimate relationship with god if any of these scenarios apply to you i invite you to say this prayer after me father in heaven i thank you i thank you for loving me Thank you for calling me to be in a loving relationship with you. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I thank you, Father, that you sent your one and only Son to die for me so that I can be saved. Jesus Christ, I believe that you are the Son of God and that you died and rose again for me. I turn away from my sins and invite you into my heart as my personal lord and savior i commit my life to you and i ask you to send the holy spirit into my life to guide me and help me do your will thank you for your love and your grace that has saved me it's in the mighty name of jesus christ that i pray amen If you said that prayer and you believed it in your heart, I want to welcome you to the family of God. The word of God in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10 says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Congratulations on deciding to walk with God. I can tell you from experience that it's such an exciting journey to traverse through life with him and that there's so much rejoicing in heaven right now over the decision you've made. I really encourage you to buy a Bible or download the Bible app on your phone and just start to read the Bible every day even if it's a verse a day just so you can learn to hear the voice of God and that your faith may be increased. I also encourage you to join a local Bible believing church so that you can fellowship with other Christians and make sure to tell somebody of the decision that you've made. I would also absolutely love it if you reached out to us on Instagram or on Facebook or even send us a voice message on anchor.fm to tell us of your decision to follow Christ. We would absolutely love to walk this journey with you and to connect with you and to grow with you as we travel this life together as children of God. 
Once again, I want to say thank you for joining us here on Words from Abba. And remember that this is a place where we look to reveal the Father's heart so that you may be confident in who He is and what He has to say to and about you. We'll see you again in the next episode.